Welcome to the Agency Profit Podcast, a show dedicated to going deep space on agency operations, which is just as nerdy as it sounds. I'm your host, Marcel Petipoff. I'm the CEO of Parakeeto, a firm that helps digital and creative agencies measure and improve their profitability. Join me as I interview some of the smartest thought leaders and agency owners in our space and go deep into operations, metrics, and all the other things you need to get right so you can spend less time worrying about operations and more time executing on your vision. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Agency Profit Podcast. I'm very excited about today's episode because as we like to do on this show, we are getting nerdy today with somebody that I'm very excited to introduce you to. She is the co-founder and digital PM trainer at Louder Than 10, which is a company that helps digital agencies and product studios train their project and operations managers to produce healthy and profitable projects consistently. And she's going to be here sharing with us how she helps agencies and product studios do that and what you can learn uh, about running more profitable projects and how to train your team to do that. So with all of that, I'm excited to welcome you to the show. Rachel Gertz, thanks for being here. Hey, it's great to see you, Marcel. I'm really pumped to be on the show. Well, I can't thank you enough for taking the time to be here with us today. I'm so excited to dive into this topic because it's near and dear to both of our hearts. So with that, to kind of tee things off, what are some of the key gaps or mistakes that you see agencies making when it comes to managing projects and operations? We see a lot of different uh, things happening. So one of them is that commonly business owners might start their companies with very little project management experience of their own. They might have just inherited it by being a designer or a developer or a researcher and then doing that very, very well. And so as they're scaling their team, they're sort of hacking the process together and it works and it does okay. And then as you as you grow, you can start to see the pieces fall apart. So we might notice that, um, you know, organizations are focusing on the thing we build like we're really good at you know creative branding and strategy but what we're what we're not talking about is is when companies are actually looking at the environment around the product they build right so it's not just the thing we build but how do we build that thing and how do we make sure that we've built that thing the right way so uh, our whole goal is to try and get in there and start asking those kinds of questions because that's where all the risk comes from right if you have two stakeholders disagreeing on the project direction, that's what's going to tank the project, not just, oh, we built the wrong feature. Totally. So when it comes to setting up a project management function in your agency that's going to be successful, what are some of the, the core things that you know you've got to get right uh, in order to be successful? Um, okay, so I'd say there's probably three major things. So first of all, PMs should be brought into the sales or the project vetting cycle right off the bat. So they should know how your company makes and also spends money. Um, they need to have the power to influence that so that they can actually help you be more pro uh, productive and generate more revenue. Uh, second, I'd say that uh, project teams have the opportunity to turn risk into a mutual value, right? When they understand how the business needs of their organization work or their clients' needs work, they have an amazing amount of power. And the final thing that I would mention is that um, most of the waste in the system happens waiting for information. So uh, teams can reduce that waste upfront if they have better onboarding, prioritization, and relationship building. Okay, super interesting. These are three really interesting topics that I'm excited to dive into. The first one I would love to unpack is this thing that you mentioned about having project managers involved in sales conversations. I think we've all heard this kind of old adage of 
the friggin' sales team closing deals for half of what they should have charged, throwing it over the fence when we have no capacity and being like, we need this done in three weeks. And there's this tension, right, between the sales department, the creative department, and the poor project managers that end up inheriting all of these projects that somehow have to get done with not enough budget and not enough time. So how do we start to eliminate that and create cohesion between the teams? What are the core tenants to that biz dev project management relationship? Yeah, I think the first thing is that uh, business development or sales and uh, PM need to see each other as allies and they need to see each other as left foot and right foot because you need both to be able to walk, right? You can't do one without the other function. And so realizing that they have more in common than they have apart is going to be step one. So actually having a conversation about how does the sales process work? Why do we do it this way? What does sales notice that PM um, isn't isn't able to capture and vice versa? What is PM able to cap uh, to catch before that lead is closed that is going to set the project off on the right foot? Um, so if you can bring your PM in early for agency work or get them talking early with executives and managers on things like prioritization and vetting. So we should be asking the question, should we not? Can we? Right. Because we know we can. But should we is the question we need to be answering. Such an um, important question. Yeah. Uh, so I'd, another add-on I'd put in there is that um, if you can focus more on monthly revenue targets and then like just reducing the time to launch above being on time and on budget, which traditionally has been like the mark of a successful, happy project, right? You can run um, a project that is perfectly met hours and it's still not a profitable project. You can have a delayed project that is costing you money, but still because of the relationship, you will be able to get that money back if you're able to add a future phase or pause it temporarily, reshuffle your priorities and then get back into it. What are kind of the, the key pieces of information that you need to be able to start having productive conversations around the should instead of the can uh, yeah. we do this thing? So if you can start out with an alignment uh, conversation, we have a, a little test you can run. So you just have a matrix and you try to plot your projects individually or plot your clients individually and just see where did I put them? I put them in the like amazing uh, sweet spot or, you know, don't even think about it or better be a great client. And you can actually plot those on your own. And then as you plot them together as a team, you'll notice sales might have put them in one category or one one corner and you might have put them in another. And that's a really telling sign, right, in terms of how successful you are at alignment. Yeah. Yeah, it's really interesting. And it probably brings into question incentive structures, which are often the culprits in terms of pulling people out of alignment. Yes, absolutely. It's we're, we're incentivizing the wrong kinds of things, right? We should be incentivizing uh, like monthly revenue targets that are actually healthy and in support of our goals as a company, not something that's like, I just closed enough dollars to meet meet the quota. That's not like counterintuitive. Do you want some free resources to help you measure and improve your profitability? If you do, then I want to tell you about our agency profitability toolkit, which you can grab absolutely free in the show notes or by heading to parakeeto.com forward slash toolkit. It's packed with training videos, cheat sheets, templates, and all kinds of other great resources to help you start measuring and improving the essential metrics that are going to drive better profitability in your business. And it's helped thousands of other agencies around the world do the same. So I want to encourage you to go and grab a copy of that. And if you'd rather get in the fast lane and just have our team of experts guide you through the process of measuring and improving your profitability, then I want to encourage you to apply for a consultation at parakeeto.com. 
But with that, I want to thank you again for tuning in. I hope you enjoy the episode and I'll let you get back to it. What are some of the kind of the key components of making sure that we're getting alignment throughout the team um, and having our project managers support that process? Yeah, I think one of the biggest things is is taking every project as a learning opportunity. I mean, we talk a lot about retros, but do we actually do them? And do we wait till the very end to do them and then just, you know, sum it up in an hour and be like, good job, moving on? Or do we actually take those principles that we've learned and apply them to the process? Because usually it's not people failure, it's process failure, right? Gaps happen, handovers break because we're not actually looking at patterns in the system. So one exercise you can run is called Future Backwards. And you basically plot out all the pieces of the project that happened, but you do it in reverse. Then you try to match it up with your utopia or a dystopian future and say, where where in this chain would things actually take us down the wrong path or the right path? So by looking at things from uh, that endpoint and tracing it back to the beginning, you can actually teach yourself as a team without putting blame on people where those gaps started to happen. It's a beautiful exercise I've, ha- I've gotten to run and I highly recommend it. Um, so do you have like a general framework for how to make sure that these things actually go into making the agency more profitable over time. They actually get implemented into the process. Um, like one example of this is mapping the process out, which I think is super key. Any other tips around that? Um, I would say that instead of, again, waiting till the very end of a project to have the conversation like, how are we? We're kind of looking at those those signposts and we're trying to say, where are we? Are we OK? And will we be OK if we continue on this path? And it's OK to ask those three questions any time in the process. And I think that allows that breathing space that we don't normally create for projects to be able to talk about not just that thing we build, but the layer around the thing we build, the environment, right? And is this healthy? Is this, is this Are we doing what we need to be doing? Because you're allowed to change direction. And I think one of the biggest challenges that I see is that we sell projects that don't change, but in reality, they do. They evolve and they morph. So when we're selling project A and it turns into project B, how can we still build project A? It's not the right thing. And I think that's a beautiful opportunity to have better conversations. Uh, so the last thing I want to dig deeper into, which I'm sure everyone else is just as curious as I am about, is this idea of turning risk into opportunity. That is so fascinating to me um, because, of course, you know, risks and scope creep, you know, it's the bane of every project manager and every agency owner's existence. How do you start to turn that on its head and teach people to really lean into that and use it to build, you know, stronger projects and stronger relationships with your clients? Yeah, so step one, I mean, usually we we talk about this from the very onset of the project. You know, at the very beginning, everyone's really excited and they can't wait to get started. So the idea of, of spelling out what a greenfield project could look like, but then actually having conversations around, okay, so we know that this is where we could go ultimately, but in reality, we have this much time or this much budget and we have to decide. So what's most important? So there is a hardcore, ruthless prioritization that needs to happen at that place, but getting getting folks excited about what could be also allows you to then document future phases, right? Future feature sets and all of these other pieces that you can you can start talking about. So when you're looking at that and you're trying to identify risk, you're you're essentially saying, okay, if your business goals are you want to, you know, increase revenue or increase the number of users that are going to be, you know, buying courses from you, then these are the pieces.
businesses that they might be most risky, but they're going to have the biggest win. So if we can calculate the number of people impacted by launching this, the length of time that is going to take to launch, and then the amount of revenue that we can actually generate as a result, and that is higher than approaching these less risky MVP items, we're going to have better results and we're going to be able to get that out sooner. So just having that conversation around prioritization is so, so vital. I love that so much because it's also um, just a really good practice from a sales perspective. Yeah. Very interesting. There's a sharing process that can happen too. Like if you're looking at, um, you know, client A doesn't have enough budget or they're really tight on time, you can also look at those opportunities to do like white labeling, right? So you get to continue to use the product. And and these are ideas that like your project leads can introduce because sales might not have the information they need. They might have heaven forbid, pre-sold the project at a certain price, and now you got to stick to the price. So you're like, well, now what do we do? And that's how you can start to de-risk some of the projects is like sharing in that that mutual risk and actually getting a benefit out of it. So like, what's the first step if I, I'm an agency owner, I've got some project managers on the team, um, or maybe I've just recently hired one and I, I want them to start to take more ownership of, you know, getting involved in biz dev and running more profitable projects. Where should I start? What's the first kind of place that I should have them focus on? Yeah, I think uh, the key would be have have an all hands between sales and PM and just have them sit down and talk about process So document your process, but then give your PMs or project leads an opportunity to sit in on the sales meetings. Doesn't mean they have to speak, doesn't mean they have to do anything, but we can even have them um, suggest to them like capture little red flags that you might notice in conversation and just make a note of that. And then before sales promises anything, because you shouldn't be promising anything in those introductory sales meetings. Those are vetting calls, right? Those are initial uh, calls to see if it should even work or not. Then the PM and the salesperson can go back and they can actually talk through some of those risks and figure out a system for de-risking that. That could take you know one sales meeting, maybe a couple sales meetings, and that shared wisdom of the group can be uh, you know kind of distributed and it can just tough, tighten up the process for everybody. I love that because it gets everybody involved. It makes sure that everyone has an, an opportunity to surface their context, to surface their considerations. And I think we'll fill in a lot of the blanks, uh, especially for project managers that often like to have all of the information. That's a, it's a big, it's a big important thing for them. It really is. It's important because we're kind of the nodes in the network, right? We are closest to every single action day to day. And we're also closest to the stakeholders who have a lot of impact on the project who are not in the day-to-day. And those are the ones who can absolutely come in and swoop and poop and take take the, you know, wool right, like pull the wool right over your eyes. You have no idea what's happening. So I think it's vital that we keep our, our uh, project leads informed and empowered to be able to make decisions on our projects. They need to understand how money works. They need to understand how team collaboration works. They need to be able to guide that, that process. Swoop and poop. That's one Swoop I have to add poop. to my arsenal. It's the first <laughs> time I've heard it, and I hope it's not the last. That, I don't think it will be. That's a good way to describe it. <laughs> so any final tips that you have for those out there that are really just trying to level up their project management game and get their clients and projects more profitable, more consistently? Yeah, so I think if folks are thinking about, especially right now, right, everything's up in the air. If you're kind of trying to design a future-proof company, you only have like a few levers and dials to pull, right? So you can do volume, velocity, price, or cost. There's probably a couple more in there that are minor. But um, I think that the key thing here is like if, if you get to a place in your business where moving one of those dials or multiple dials means that you have to push your team so hard that they can't function, then I think like 
I think Jason Fried of Basecamp said this best. It's not that people aren't working hard enough, it's that your business model doesn't work. And so I see what happens at the beginning of the processes. We, we fill the pipeline so full and we don't care as much about what work comes in because we just need the work in. And I would caution folks, even in this time, even in this time, not to just say us to everything because this time will pass and we need to be positioning ourselves for the future that comes after this. So that is definitely step one. Don't grind out your workers no matter what. Um, and then the second thing I'd say is that you should take the time to hire a project lead who can kind of tell you why a project's going to be successful, right? So they, they have to be able to tell you if it's going to be unprofitable or unsustainable. And if they can't, then I'd say come find us and we'll train you. <laughs> Amazing. So for those of you listening, check the show notes. We'll have links to all of those resources right there. And with that, Rachel, thanks so much for making the time and for coming on and nerding out with us today. Right on. Thanks, Marcella. I loved it. Every second. Well, that's all for today's episode. Be sure to subscribe to the show if you want to make sure to be kept up to date when we release a new show. And of course, check out Paraketo.com if you want to dive deeper into our library of resources to improve your profitability, including our free agency profitability toolkit. And of course, if you got some value from today's episode and you think somebody else might benefit from hearing it, be sure to share it with them or leave us a review. All of those things help us impact more agency owners. So with that, thanks again for tuning in and I'll see you on the next episode.